Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle, watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Monday. There is a brewery and distillery auction for a 125-gallon still, a 2,000-liter open-top fermenter, other fermenters, mill auger, and more. There is a big brewery that is just getting bigger equipment. So they're going to sell this equipment, and you can get it at Roller Auctions. Bidding is started at RollerAuction.com. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How Top are you? of the morning. How are you? Uh, trying to get my hands around a Saturday game. Why? Because I'm not used to playing on Saturdays. You don't play on Saturdays. You yeah. watch games on Saturdays. You cover games on Saturdays. Just in your own mind, think of it as a college football game. Mm. That I'll, way. I'll work on that. You should. I will. I will work on that. But it's coming quickly. Here we are. Is there something that you need to do in particular to prep for this game? Maybe go nope. for a jog. I, that might help. Yeah. I don't jog anymore. I never really did jog. Jogging is not my deal. I walk fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, are you going to be going to Detroit? No. Davis. So, so our executive sports producer is going. Okay. So I know it's early in the morning and I don't mean to subtly drop the hammer. If you're not traveling to the game and you don't have to go through security and rent a car and help Dave carry his equipment. Oh, I don't do that anyway. I know you don't sure. because you're a prima donna. Uh, you never. I'm, pro- you, I'm you, talent. You, you never. I'm talent. Let's just let's just make sure that we understand the delineation. I kind okay, of a big deal. I, I gotta yeah, tell you something. Bit. That term, I never felt applied <laughs> to me. <laughs> I never liked being called talent. I'm like, that's a bit of a stretch. So, so maybe I should call myself. I'm no talent. So, if you're not traveling to the game, what are you trying to mentally prepare yourself for? Uh, Sitting in front of a television at six, making sure that you're all set up with your notes. Is this really throwing you off? Like a a time change. Like instead of the game being a home game in Denver, you have to travel across to the UK and go to a game at Wembley. What what is the what what is the confusion here, honestly, for you that your Saturday night's going to be blown? I don't understand. I never worry about you taking things too far because you always start there and then work your way forward. I so it's all good. <laughs> here's here's my here's my deal. No, it's a uh, first of all, yeah. it's a workflow on Saturday right. that normally isn't there. Right. I will be doing some hosting and anchoring that I normally don't do before I get into I didn't even know you did full, that. Full yeah. What every, do you mean by anchoring? Every now and then I every now and then I do a sports cast for them. Who do you work for? Fox. Never heard of him. But um Anyway, so yeah, so it's just a little bit of a change up more than anything. Are you going to have? But more- I like, but I like your description better. Will you have uh, a, a less of a day on Sunday? Yes, yes, a, a less of a day than a normal game day. As you know, game days are 
all-encompassing, and they're basically all day. They're an all-day affair. So, I've done the job. Game starts at 2.25. What? got to get ready to go eat something two hours before the game well you obviously didn't do things before games we do what do you do what do you do before a game there's that's not on your air pre-games there's pre-games what there's was, no no i mean this sincerely this is almost every game what do you do uh, it's called pre-game shows on what <laughs> on fox just do you guys do seriously a pregame show check check your local listings i don't I, i've never even heard of fox 31 so what do you guys do <laughs> <laughs> do you actually do a pregame show if the game's on CBS? Uh, not always, but but a lot of times. And then we are doing, uh, then we do other things as well. I usually do out of town hits right. and things like of that nature. Right. And then um, yeah, don't come at me with out of town hits. You know what I had to do for good day for Good Morning Call. What, what the hell was the show called? Daybreak. What What's the name of your morning show? Oh, don't ask me things I don't know. Uh, see, my, that's my point. Yeah. What happened that to me? Hurts a I, I don't really don't care. Yeah, it is daybreak. Okay. It, it's Colorado. Is it Colorado daybreak? It is. Yeah. I think it is because this my is buddy Chris Tomer is. And I would know that because I love Chris Tomer. You never had to do what I had to do. No, never. It always pales in comparison. What I'm saying is, is that you do far more work than I do. No. By far. But you never had to do this, which was traveling. When when I traveled with the team, uh-huh. no matter where the game was, mm-hmm. I had to be ready for because the show started at five o'clock in the morning. Right, I had to be ready for a five o'clock hit in the morning, no matter where I was. So wow. if the game was being played in Oakland, I had to be ready to go on air at four o'clock in the morning. That doesn't include waking up showering and driving to ktvu did you have to do late stuff too did you have to work all the way to like 11 30 oh yeah i flew back into the show wow yeah now you do far more work in terms of volume it's uh, my but my that, work is just checking the but box that day sucked time now for the lead you got it Bart. the lead is presented by smoke and dave's barbecue and brew colorado's best barbecue since 2007 Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Don't want to get too far into the numbers, but sometimes numbers could tell the story. Sometimes stats, the numbers lie. Lions right now, four and a half point favorites. It started at three and a half, went to five and a half. Now, according to FanDuel, it's four and a half. But let's look at some numbers here. Lions have lost two of their last three against two teams with losing records, the Packers and the Bears. The Broncos have won six of their last seven. But now let's get into the meat of it. Broncos country should be confident hearing this. What have the Broncos done well during their streak? Forcing turnovers. We don't need to get into the totals and per game. Everybody watches the games. We know what they have done. As for the Lions, they have turned the ball over three times in three different games and four times in another game. So that's four games. And they've done that in their last Yeah, they're six. bleeding turnovers right now. Yes. No question about it. That is the most intriguing metric, s- plural, probably in the game. Um, Detroit hasn't lost back-to-back games since last October. Not last, two Octobers ago. So the 2022 season, uh, for instance. 
it, there's a lot of very interesting things about this game. Jared Goff has the worst win rate under pressure of any quarterback in the NFL over the last seven games. Right. Bron- he's, he's as mobile as you and I. Well, I hear you. And the Broncos That's insulting are one of the highest pressure teams in the league during that stretch. So there's all kinds of numbers that make it interesting. And you're right. And 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 uh, and your dad always says stats are for losers. Bingo. So let's get the, we unless, know that unless it involves his Packers. And well, then, then you know and then he finds a way to skew it. Well, yeah, he's got no. In some case, in some in many cases. Stats don't always tell the story. So that's one area. Mm-hmm. That one thing the Broncos are doing really, really well, yep. the Lions don't do well. Okay? Here's another one. When it comes to facing mobile quarterbacks, Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, most recently Jordan Love, Justin Fields have carved up the Lions. Absolutely rattled them either throwing the ball or running the ball. Wilson, seven times this season, he's rushed over 30 yards. Yeah. In six games, um, he has run the ball at least six times. We saw in the Houston game where Sean Payton got a little bit away from his offense mm-hmm. in which it wasn't run first. It was try and throw as many deep shots as possible, specifically early on. There was some criticism because they lost. Sean, why'd you get away from the game plan? We know what the Texans don't do well, so what do you do? Do you stick with what you do well, or do you attack where they're not good? Sometimes there needs to be a fine line. Yeah. So with that, Russell Wilson doesn't have a ton of designed runs. Is this one of those games, just stick to what you do and sprinkle in a little bit of Russell running, or... You know they can't really cover Russell running because it is shown with Geno Smith, Lamar Jackson, Jordan Love, and Justin Fields. I will use Sean Payton's words. It's all on the film. Says it probably every week. Well. At some point to us. It's all on film. So then he will attack somebody's weaknesses if it's glaring. Yes. Now, if Sutton makes that catch in Texas on the on the opening drive, we could be talking about it. You never game. know, right? Right. You never know how the dominoes fall after a certain play. That was a potentially explosive play to open the game, and and who knows what might have happened. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to argue against attacking somebody's vulnerability or just doing what you do because that's how you've been winning, the play call was correct. Yeah. It just wasn't executed. Yep. The play calls to Judy were correct. They just weren't executed. The two have to marry. And if they don't marry, then in a lot of ways, the coach is the one who gets criticized for, you didn't stick to what you always do. You got away from your game plan. By the way, this is a message for Broncos country. Oh, hold on. Do we have a message for Broncos country music? Well, we might. That we can play. Can you find something? Hold on. Do you have any Beethoven? In the next five seconds. Because we have to hit a break, and I'm talking to really Alex may have to hum a tune. Well, I'm I'm trying to pull the taffy here to stretch. Uh, with that, do you have any music potentially, Bruce? Public service announcement. You asked for Beethoven. Yes, you got thank, it. thank you. Very so nicely that, done. So with that, let's oh. let this breathe for a second. Listen to that, man. And now, 
Bruce has a message for Broncos country. Uh, Jerry Judy has to be a part of the game plan. I know you've thrown your arms up. I know you've moved on. I know that Jerry Judy is dead to many of you. But for the Broncos to realize the potential that they need offensively throughout the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs, some diversity on offense, some versatility on offense, Jerry Judy has got to be more than just, well, sucking. Thank you. And that was Bruce's message to Broncos country. So get used to it. He's going to get targets this week. Coming up after the break, had a nice conversation with uh, Jonathan Cooper until Chris Manhurts got involved in the interview. (laughs) That's next. With Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there's a brewery and distillery auction for a 125-gallon still. A 2,000-liter open-top fermenter, other fermenters, mill, auger, and more. Bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you're looking for a garage door company, there's only one that I work with, my wife works with, Bruce works with, Johnson Garage Doors, Nate and Brian, they answer the phone. I love the way that begins. They show up on time. And they did that with me. The day that I called, I believe they did the same thing with you. Sure did. The day that you called. They used the best parts out there. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is, is that you always get a warranty on parts, right? Maybe a year. They give you a seven-year warranty on everything that they do. That should tell you how confident they are in what they do. And usually, uh, when you get a year warranty, at about 366 days in, minus, you know, leap year, <laughs> you wind up making that call that something broke down. Seven years, you got a pretty good window there. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. That's johnsongaragedoors.com. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. Every once in a while when uh, we do interviews, there is a guy sitting next to the guy that we are talking to. And so I was talking to Jonathan Cooper. And Chris Manhurts is right next to him. And Chris is listening in on the interview, and he's not really commenting on it, but, you know, you could tell that he's listening. So I'm like, you know what? Let's bring in Chris on this, too. Here's the dual interview with Jonathan Cooper and Chris Manners. You have played a lot of good offenses this year, but when you look at the Lions, they just seem to be so incredibly balanced. Do you see the same thing where it's going to be tough to focus on either stopping the run or stopping them passing? Um, I well, first of all, give credit to the uh, Detroit's offense. I think they have a, a very uh, good offense, honestly. I think they're one of the best offenses in the league. I think they've shown that week after week. And, uh, yeah, they got weapons on all phases, you know, wide receiver, uh, running back, tight end. It's been doing really good for them. And, obviously, Jared Goff, a quarterback. But, obviously, um, I feel like the key for us is stopping the run always. Um, we have to stop the run. And uh, if we don't go into the, the game with that mentality of stopping this run and knocking it out, then it's going to be a tough day for us. You brought up their tight end, Laporta, who is a huge part of their offense. Are you going to be covering him at all? <laughs> He's a good tight end. He's really good. Yeah. He's another Big Ten guy like you and I. I mean, Iowa just keeps throwing out those tight ends. guys, man. You know Iowa, they got tight ends for days. I don't know where they be coming from or just whatever, but Iowa got tight ends for days, so I'm not surprised that he's good and that he's from Iowa. Well, I would certainly never call Ohio State linebacker you. (laughs) What would you call it? Except for this locker room. It's linebacker you. (laughs) What would you call Ohio State? Defensive back you. Okay, DBU. I'll take it. We got some some serious DBs. Serious DBs. Yeah. As far as Laporta, how difficult of a cover is he? Because, I mean, he's not Travis Kelsey, but he's one of the closest things to Travis Kelsey with the way he's used. Yeah, no, I think think right now he's leading all tight ends with receiving yards in the league right now. So, so, uh, obviously, that just gives credit to, like, him. He's finding space. He's finding the open areas and uh, getting into them. And, obviously, Jerry Goff is – uh, get, get him the ball. We have to make sure we uh, keep eyes on him for the whole entire game and can't let him get, get, can't let him get going because, like you said, he's such a big part of their offense. And once you get him going, that's just like getting the run game going. Now, when I watch Laporta, I think he doesn't block like Chris Manhurts. Look, man, um, I have a very niche role, but um, that doesn't negate the fact that he's a good tight end. I'm just trying to stay in the mix with everybody. Chris Manhurts, are you kidding me? Manhurts is a man hurts blocking. Laporta does not block like him. <laughs> See, you trying to get me to say something. <laughs> you trying to get me to say something. I'm not going to fall for it. Hey, listen, I'm standing right in front of you. I'm not doing it behind your back or saying, I'm not saying Coop said this and Manhurt said this. I'm doing, I'm doing it with both of you guys sitting right here. No bulletin board material. No bulletin board material. They're a good team. They're a good team. They have a good tight end, and uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. There we go! <laughs> So are you saying 
that Coop, the young guy, should be taking media tips from you. Is Coop saying too much? No, he's he's saying what he feels. But I, one more time, I'm excited for the opportunity to play them on Saturday. It's I'm I get chills thinking about it. You know what it is, Chris? It's really one game at a time. That's all it is, man. That's that's the mantra for the whole year. You're not thinking about the playoffs. You're just thinking about this Saturday, right? The playoffs is a byproduct of what we're supposed to do when we do what we're supposed to do. So. You know what's interesting is that Javante Williams met the media on Monday, and he said, I talk about the playoffs so much that Peyton told him to stop talking about the playoffs. I mean, it's a goal. It's a goal for everybody, but at the same time, it's one game at a time. Where'd you go to college? Canisius University. We need to talk because I lived right down the street from your university. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll chat in a minute. Maybe on a podcast or something. Okay, we'll, we'll chat in a minute. We'll, we'll definitely chat in a minute. As getting back to you, Coop, you haven't been to the playoffs since you have. You haven't been in the playoffs since you've been here, and you had so much success at Ohio State, major bowl games, competing for championships. Can you almost taste it that you're close? Yeah, uh, I think. Um, Baron said <laughs> on the way walking in, honestly, he was like, uh, you know, this, this is starting to feel more like how it's supposed to, you know, like more like how a program is supposed to be run, where you're winning games, you're finding ways to get better, you're competing for, uh, obviously, playoffs and things uh, past that and stuff like that, because that's what we did at Ohio State. And, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'm just glad to be a part of the team and helping out the team um, to do that right now. This is how it's supposed to feel. That's the truth. You feel that in that locker room. Yeah. They are close, man. And 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 I don't want to get overly silly and cliched. It's a very tight group. Winning does that for you, especially the type of winning they're doing after starting one and five, where they didn't jump off the ledge. They hung in there. And look, they're... They're trying to become only, what, the fifth team, I think, in the NFL's history to start 1-5 and five and make the playoffs. So, I mean, there had to be some pretty slippery moments. But they all kind of hung together. And now you see the results of that. And, and what a great give and take between Cooper and Manhurts. That, that's just good stuff. But that's what you get when you're in a locker room that is – cooking right now like the Broncos are. It's good stuff. But I love the remark talking about Browning and Cooper walking in saying this is the way it's supposed to start feeling. And and now it's starting to feel that way. And it is. I mean, I think even Broncos country can attest to that. Here's the thing, when I hear athletes say at the pro level, we got to learn how to win. We got to learn how to win. I don't buy that, and I'm going to tell you why. Pat Sertan and Jerry Judy, they don't need to learn how to win. It's all they ever did. They came from Alabama, Browning and Cooper. They came from Ohio yep. State. Okay, A lot of these guys know how to win. Maybe they don't know how to win together, but they certainly know what winning feels like. Yep. Javante Williams, end of his career at North Carolina. He won. Russell Wilson at Wisconsin. He won a lot. Yep. I don't know how Quinn Miner's team did it. You know, I think they were very good at their level. Very good. My point is uh, Garrett Bowles. He won at Utah. Utah. Yes, he did. So my point is these guys know how to win. Mm -hmm. It's just when the culture is losing, you know what winning looks like. You know how to win. You just might have some guys in there 
that have been beaten down for so long, yeah. losing permeates the locker room. And that is a real thing. There is no question. And and it's been and it's been a year to year cumulative effect for guys like Justin Simmons or Garrett Bowles, who have been here for seven or six years and have gone through very tough times. What Garrett tell us earlier this year, all I've ever known is losing. And that's here. that's true at the at the, at pro the NFL level. level. Yeah, at the NFL level. But no, he played on good teams at Utah. And all these guys in at on some level have won and have won big. I think Mike McGlinchey knows how to win. He kind of went to Notre Dame. Yeah. And you not, can really go through the roster yeah. and see all of the winning programs. No question about it. Generally speaking, NFL players, generally speaking, I'll use Manhurts as my opposite example. I don't even know if Canisius has a football team anymore. Okay? They do. They do, I think. I'm pretty sure. I, I, in fact, I I'm, I, I believe they do. Well, you know what's funny? You know what Chris said to me? What? He goes, do they even still have a football team? Yeah. That's what he said to me. Yeah. I know Buffalo has a football I, I, team. I, you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Canisius is different. Canisius is more known for its basketball, the they, Golden Griffs. And they do have it. They've had a decent basketball well, program, they haven't were, they? They had a very good program when I was there. John Beeline was the head coach. Ah. And John Beeline went on to coach Michigan. And that was the coach of the Cavaliers for Yes, a while. he was. But we are getting way off topic here. Uh, coming up after the break, they did drop football. How about that? Oh, no Canisius. Boy, for the second day in a wrong row, you were wrong again. And actually, I said it correctly the first way. For the second day in a row, you were wrong. Thank you. You're welcome. Move along. I feel like, again, I feel like I'm the Andrew Mason of the show and you're the Eric Goodman. I'm correcting you. Well, I'm so comfortable in my own skin. As am I. Good. But the funny thing is you're right almost all the time. It's kind of fun when you make a mistake. Well, you're very you're very comfortable pointing it out. <laughs> not like Mason. <laughs> <laughs> not, like, not like Mason. Uh, anyway, um, should politicians stay out of sports? Hmm. Kind of like, should news departments in television stay out of sports? <laughs> <laughs> you and I can both relate to that. Yeah. With that, a Georgia state senator is popping off on uh, Georgia not being in the national championship picture after the attorney general in Florida, Ashley Moody, popped off about Florida State not playing for the national championship. We'll sort all this out. We'll unweave this web on why politicians should stay the hell out of sports. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. 
A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. Reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Monday. Brewery and Distillery Auction for 125 gallons. Still a 2,000-liter open-top fermenter, other fermenters, mill, auger, and more. The bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Georgia State Senator Colton Moore following in the footsteps of Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody and other state politicians has written an open letter demanding demanding the college football playoff selection committee adopt the orange bowl between Florida state and Georgia as an additional college football playoff game. Now he doesn't suggest how there's going to be a national championship or a playoff with six teams. Yeah. I hadn't figured that out. No, because if you play all three games, then you have three teams left. That's basic math. Mr. Senator, this is what he had to say. Your mandate is to send the four best teams in the country to the playoff, and instead you have created, and this is rich, a political mess with a decision based in bias to weaker conferences and teams who want nothing to do with playing Georgia. Boy, there's a lot of assumption there, isn't there? And not to mention that the very irony of what he is, of what he is uh, claiming the college football playoff committee is using he's using as well because he is a politician look stop it and be quiet and stop grandstanding you know these are the types of things done generally in the south where you know it's all about the sec you know and and the and and the the notion that nothing could be better than the sec just be quiet and go back and do whatever it is that you do in Georgia. Well, listen, even a layman might agree. And if you don't agree, I'm sorry, you're wrong. The SEC historically over the last 10 years mm-hmm. has been the best conference in football. Not sure it was this year, but it doesn't make any difference. Historically. Yeah, historically, they that's are. Right. Yes. And I'd be more than happy to put Georgia up against Michigan, Washington, no and Texas, right. all day. I agree. Do I think Florida State with a second-string quarterback would beat third. any of those teams? Yeah. Maybe a third-string quarterback? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I do believe during this college football playoff, Ohio State was down at starting quarterback. And I think they, I think they might have won the national championship without their starting quarterback. I could be wrong on this. But I threw it out there because this is sports talk radio, and I'm not going to be held accountable for anything that I say that is wrong. I don't know if they won I'm it not that a, year. I'm not, a, I'm not a journalist. I'm not sure if they won it that year, but they did have that year, and um, so it's possible. Oh yeah, but yeah, but that quarterback was pretty good. Yes, but I, and I his name escapes me right this minute. Is Braxton Miller. Yes, it was Braxton Miller, I believe, was their third quarterback. And did they win the national championship? Oh, yeah, yeah, Cardell Jones. Cardell Um, Jones. That's right, Right. Zeke Elliott. There you go. So is it possible 
Yes, but looking at the way Florida State played without their starting quarterback, that's the difference. They had they had troubles moving the ball and scoring. But I don't want to get too far down this road about should Florida State be in, should Georgia be in. We've already talked about that. The question is, uh, with these politicians, you have bigger things to worry about. Okay? Stay, stay in your lane, like governing, and stay in your lane and try and work together to get things done. What you're doing is, and I get it, is you are pandering. Yeah, it's grandstanding. You are pandering to your constituents so you get votes. That's why you're doing it. But you have other things going on, honestly, that you really should be concentrating on. You should not be spending five minutes writing a letter, although you probably didn't. I'm sure some staffer did it for you, and you signed it, and you put your name on it. But why don't you take care of the business that you were elected to do, not getting involved in the college football playoff? The only time I can truly remember politicians getting involved in something Mm -hmm. where it actually made a difference, it made a difference to one person specifically, and that is Rafael Palmero. When Rafael Palmero testified in front of Congress, that is the reason why he is not in front of the Hall of Fame. That's the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. However, I will give Congress credit. It was that hearing with Jose Canseco that really did blow the top off of the PED scandal. Yeah. The whole Mitchell report and, you know, I mean, yes, right. There have been meaningful moments, I, I would agree. But generally, and this is like the weakest effort ever. I mean, please stop. My, my, my answer is something. Else. I don't know if Colton Moore is a Democrat or Republican. I have no idea. And quite frankly, I don't care. I don't know if Ashley Moody is a Democrat or Republican. Instead of sending out a letter, why don't you all get together in a room and agree on what your differences are, which there are plenty, and try and find a way to come together and have some common ground on things. That's why you were elected. Yeah. There are burning books that shouldn't be burned in Florida. That pisses me off. So we're getting off into something that starts to irritate me. Well, listen, I talked about the Bible yesterday. Go for it. Although it's a book, so at the end of the day, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're in common ground yeah. here. And, 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 and election laws and things like that in Georgia, we've heard about way for, for way too long. Right. So you, you both have far more important things on your docket than worrying about your football Politicians. Team getting involved in sports when they have far more important things to do reminds me kind of, and I can say this because I've been out of television for a long time. It's like when a television station is in a market where its team goes to the Super Bowl and they look at the sports department and say, we got this one. We're going to go full team staff on this. And half the reporters are mispronouncing names like Okawebinam. Let the sports department handle it. You follow our lead instead of us following your lead as you do another fan package. The fans are out here at the game. Let's do a triple A, which is man on the street. But triple A to me is, and triple A to you is, ask any a-hole. That's what that means. Those are the laziest packages that you can do. 
interview about 10 people, get opinions that you really don't care about ever. And suddenly you've just eaten up a minute and 30 seconds of your time. Don't that get iron- me going. That ironically has taken away from the actual sports coverage of the game. You are correct, and it is still done. I know. It is still done, and anytime that it's done, it elicits a roll of the eyes and a shake of the head. From the sports department. And the news director thinks they have come up with a brilliant idea. Because it's never been done before. Never. Let's talk to fans. I'm trying to think of the last (laughs) time that I ever cared what a fan thought. And I say that with all due respect to, to all of, of our listeners fans, and watchers. Right. But I mean, but from a from a coverage standpoint, I, you know, maybe maybe there's a story of, you know, we hitchhiked here because my car broke down. Right. Or I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a, there's a, there's a story there, but generally, no. If you are inherent, no, and it's tough to do in this media landscape. Because there are so many fan websites out there that do not want to be critical. There are more than a few radio stations out there. I'm not pointing out anybody in this town. So please don't take it this way. There are a lot of fans on the radio, meaning posing as media members. And all they want to do is talk about the positive. But if you are someone who is unbiased, then you really don't care what the fans think. Because I'm not going to live and die by every game. I'm not going to jump to major conclusions because of one game. I'm going to wait to see chunks and then make an opinion. That's something you do well. I like to think that's what I do well. But, you know, what did we get after the Miami game? Fire Vance Joseph. And now now you have those people who are saying, I am proud to say that I was wrong. Whatever. Yeah, I I don't I I didn't care when you were calling for Vance Joseph's job, and I don't care now that you're admitting that you were calling for Vance Joseph's job. I don't care. I never called for Vance Joseph's job. No, I'm not talking. No, no, no. no I'm no. just talking in general to people. It it right. it just doesn't matter to me, and uh, because when you cover a team, you are you're charged with the full discovery of all of the elements that make up the functioning of that football team or that basketball team or whatever the case may be. The last thing that should play any kind of role in that is fandom of that team. You can't, it, that's the one line that you cannot cross if you are really going to cover a team the right way, you cannot be a fan of that team. Just can't. What do, have, what do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Four days after scoring zero points against the Vikings, the Raiders put up 63 of them last night, and the CU Buffs landed one of the top wide receivers in the transfer portal yesterday. Who did they get? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Alex, we're going to have one of those moments again. Just say, yes, I planned it. Yes, I planned it. So after Bruce went on a little bit of a rant saying he doesn't care what fans think, now we are encouraging phone calls to the show, 303-831-1340. Welcome back. Roller Auction's Twitter feed is open, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there's a brewery. Please move your mic while we're on air, Bruce. It always makes for great radio. There's a brewery and distillery auction for a 125-gallon still, a 2,000-liter open-top fermenter, other fermenters, mill, auger, and more. Bidding is open at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Okay, just in case you missed it, four days after scoring zero against the Vikings, the Raiders put up 63 points, destroying the Chargers 63-21. to uh, Aiden O'Connell threw for four touchdowns in the first half, and the game marked the first time since 1972 that multiple teams scored 60-plus points in a game in one season. After last night's embarrassment, is there any reason for the Chargers to keep Brandon Staley for the rest of the season? Well, he's on the green mile, isn't he? I mean, it's just a question of when. Oh, and he's he's not locked up. He's walking. Yeah, man, he's yeah he's moving. I, ju- I just hope that the person getting ready to sit him down for the final time has put a wet rag on his head. I'm still- if you ever saw the movie... You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm still betting on Belichick, by the way. I don't know. I don't know if Belichick is the answer out there. He may not be the answer. That's what I'm betting on. All right. Speaking of betting, every once in a while I bring this up. If I gave you a thousand dollars, you have a choice. You can pocket it, or Brandon Staley loses his job today at five to one odds. What are you doing? Because this Right around Christmas, ironically, was Nathaniel Hackett walking down that green mile. And now we're looking at roughly the same timing. And oh, by the way, here's the difference between the Dolphins game for the Broncos and the Chargers game against the Raiders. The head coach of the Chargers is their defensive coordinator. Yeah, right. And they gave up. Oh, I, that's as that's as good of give up as I've ever seen. Let me turn that into a uh, verb. That was gi- that was a give upable game. Yep. Uh, what do we have? What do they have now? Three games left. He won't. He won't. He'll last the day. You kind of hope that they don't, but he doesn't. But go ahead. I'm gonna pocket the money as well. You're gonna pocket. I don't it? think they fire him today. I hope they do fire him today. Why not, right? No, but there's a reason behind it. Okay. I don't want them to fire him next week because you usually get that new coach surge in the game upcoming. That's a good call. Okay. Yeah. So the Broncos play them in a couple of weeks. Yes, they do. 
I don't want I don't want the Kellen Moore surge, if indeed there is going to be one. Now, granted, it's Easton Stick who is going to be the quarterback still. Boy, he looked Justin awful Ru- last night, didn't he? I mean, awful. By the way, for all the times that Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth down, I found it interesting that on fourth and really, really short, <laughs> down by six scores, they just, he decided to punt. punt. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess there wasn't much of a chance for a 36-point touchdown. That was the that that was right out of the George Costanza playbook of coaching. Just do the opposite of what you ordinarily do. Ah, man. That dude was on the verge of a playoff win last year at halftime. You couldn't have imagined them not getting into the next round of the playoffs. Think about this for a second, and then we gotta hit a break. Dan Fouts, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. And now Justin Herbert. And they've been to the Super Bowl once. And they did that with Stan Humphreys. Right. Dan Fouts, Hall of Famer. Drew Brees, soon to be Hall of Famer. Although he didn't stay there long enough because of Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is a borderline Hall of Famer, for sure. I love me some Phillip Rivers. He won't get in first ballot, but I think he will eventually get in. And Justin Herbert certainly has the talent to get into the Hall of Fame. One Super Bowl appearance. Unreal. That's it. And it was an a lot and it was a blowout, by the way. Yes, it was. Then again, they played Steve Young, who had one of the greatest seasons in the history of the league that year. It was like 46-23 or something like that. Look that up to see if I'm right. So I know I think that, it's I think it was 49-26. Was I'll it 49-26? I figured I'd be off. I'm not surprised. Well you didn't miss my much. You did. Yeah, but I missed. See, you just corrected me. Way to go. Thank, oh thank, no! I, I thanks for jumping all I over. I didn't me. correct you. you I had said, to feel, makes you if it makes you if it makes you feel better by yourself, ripping others. You go for it, Bruce, because that's just the type of guy that you are. Forty nine twenty six. Forty nine twenty six. Hardly the type type of guy that I am, quite frankly. But that's fine. <laughs> this is a show. This is a, we're, we're just playing around. Here. This is entertainment. That's that's a loose term. <laughs> that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, if you were looking to redesign your entire kitchen. As a Christmas gift to yourself, to your family, I highly recommend it because you're not going to do any better than going with Mountain High Appliance. You walk into their store in Louisville, they have, they have all these different kitchen setups. You're like, man, I would love to have one of those. You can. You walk into a big box store, you can buy an appliance. That's it. A, they don't have the showroom, but also they don't have the staff that can help you put it all together. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we're going to give you some numbers that should make you feel very, very, very good about the Broncos beating the Lions tomorrow night. That's next.